Hello. Cheat. Hello. <laughs> how have you been, Danielle? Yeah, good, thank you. How have you been? Yeah, not bad. Just um, we had our summer holiday, so mm-hmm. back and refreshed. Yeah. How was New York? It was amazing. City that never sleeps. City that never sleeps. Did you sleep? I slept a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and ate pizza. <laughs> it was literally pizza and sleep mm-hmm. and a little bit of sightseeing, but also, I don't know, I don't like going and doing touristy things. When yeah. I visit like a... Have you been before? Yeah, yeah. So you've done like all the touristy stuff? Kind of, yeah. We can't, but like, you know, it's just sort of what is touristy stuff? Like, yeah, we went to the museum, sure. Mm-hmm. We also like, what else did we do? We went, saw some of the buildings. Mm-hmm. Harriet had her infamous meeting in the Rockefeller Centre. Yeah, but, which is very important. Yeah. With Mr. Rockefeller. Yeah. Steve Rockefeller, I think his name was, yeah. Definitely Steve. Yeah. Um, nice. Sounds yeah. lovely. It was very interesting. How about yourself? What did you do? I went to the south of France. I went to Carcassonne, which is like a medieval city, like a citadel thing, which is yep. really nice. Um, we stayed in a chateau there, so that's gorgeous. Very nice. Yeah, very nice time. Yeah. And then got back on Wednesday. Yes. Yes, we did. I think we should say this podcast is not sponsored by diet coke it yet. isn't but if they would like to sponsor our podcast yeah. we are we are not interested <laughs> we, we will do it for free because we love diet coke that much yeah definitely okay so this week on the mount Base podcast we are talking about linkedin and personal branding mm-hmm. and the rise of personal branding because i feel like yeah. on linkedin at the moment everyone's talking about how you need a personal brand you need to be on linkedin you need to be posting personal stories and I just wanted to know, what is your approach to LinkedIn? And do you post a lot or are you trying to post more? Yeah, so so I used LinkedIn for a while. I, was, I think it was one of the first things I did after university. I think I actually started up at university. Mm-hmm. So I used it differently back then. I used it very much as like a sales tool database to like help me find a job. And then I used it in my first job to like get sales leads. But after founding Mountbase, I've actually redone my whole LinkedIn and mm-hmm. then I've started using it as like a personal branding slash marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still very new to it. Um, I say very new. I mean, I know how to use it all, but like my content and stuff like that, I'm very mm-hmm. new to. So I'm like trying to find my feet, but mm-hmm. yeah. How about yeah. yourself? No, I'm the same. I wish I started LinkedIn sooner because I didn't start until after I finished uni. And then when I was trying to find a job, I only had like five connections and it was yeah. like, I was really struggling to use it as a like, um, not a recruitment tool, like a job hunting tool. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's really important to start your LinkedIn if you are at university or if you're like, even if you're in sixth form to kind of, you know, find your feet and start posting, start connecting. If you meet someone on a night out and they have like an interesting job and you think you might get into that career, then just connect with them and send them a message because I think the sooner you start using it as a networking tool, the better. And then I think naturally your personal brand can come out when you start posting essentially yeah but yeah i think at mount base we're trying to collectively build a bit more of a a company brand through linkedin um so it's a good time to talk about it it'd be interesting to come back maybe like after a year and see how we've developed whether we're still posting all the time or not yeah i think that (laughs) that's the thing i think looking back on it we'll learn a lot yeah i think that's the whole point you're meant to like go out and do it and like learn from it and Mm -hmm. just try different things Mm um i really think it's come into its own over the last two or three years especially post covid i think personal branding itself has become like huge but there's sort of rumblings of it before covid um yeah yeah definitely um so what do you think one thing that people do on linkedin 
in terms of branding or just posting or like, you know, engaging online yeah. on LinkedIn, what is one thing that works in your opinion? Um, in my opinion, something that really works is consistency, mm -hmm. but consistency in the, in the tone, frequency of posts, all mm -hmm. of that stuff. So yeah. just the broad consistency of it. So people that post like pictures or videos, I think work really well mm -hmm. because it's just something different. It's very quick, mm -hmm. but then people that post like, you know, you see those massive posts and it's just like loads and loads of text and it's, I don't know, it's, it doesn't really strike a chord because it's like, am I really going to read all of that? Mm -hmm. Probably not, and unless it's got like a really good hook to it or if it's like a really, it's in my niche, I'll read it. Mm -hmm. But if it's just like a generic, someone's liked something that's really long, I probably yeah. won't. But I think pictures and videos work really well. Mm -hmm. How about you? What do you think works? Yeah, I think definitely the long form post, it feels like it's not as engaging. Mm. And I think people sometimes forget that LinkedIn is a form of social media and you wouldn't yeah. post like a three-page essay on Facebook. I mean, some people would, and they're normally quite interesting to read because yeah. inevitably it's like an argument with the neighbor, like yeah. some drama. So they are quite entertaining, but you wouldn't post it on like, I don't know, Twitter, but you can't because... Yeah, because the character limit, yeah. But like you say, posts that are short, concise, tell a story, they're quite like authentic and show yeah. their personality work really well, in my opinion. yeah. Yeah, I think we'll come on to that probably a little bit later. But like the other thing I've noticed is things that actually add value mm -hmm. um, or like insights or little tidbits of this is what I'm doing today or this is yeah. what I've learned in, over this last week because I've worked on this project. And I think that sort of stuff works really yeah. well. But also at the same time, like corporate memes. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a really weird niche, but I love it. I saw one earlier today and it was like on the back of this Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. And it was like a really long sort of, it looked like a news article posted by someone. But then at the end it was like, Amber Heard said this, Johnny Depp said this, and it was like a transcript of like mm -hmm. the case. But at the end it was like, and then what he said was, and it was just a pitch of his business. So it hooked me in, obviously with this like sensationalism mm -hmm. media, but then I was like, oh, now I know about his business. And I was like, oh, you've got me. <laughs> you got I don't me. feel bad about it. Cause it was quite, I like, I enjoyed the ride, right? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Opposed to just him being like, this is what I did. And it was like some sort of construction thing. And I was like, yeah. really boring. Do you find that the way you engage on LinkedIn now as a founder is different to when you were like an employee or like, as you say, looking for a job? Yeah. How are you using it as a different tool? And how do you think people, you know, other founders, startups use it differently? Yeah, I think different job roles use LinkedIn in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. So since becoming a founder, I've used LinkedIn a completely different way. So mm -hmm. when I was starting in sales, I used it as like a sales database, which mm -hmm. I really regret now because I connected with loads of people that weren't relevant to me, that weren't relevant. Well, they were relevant at the time, but it was like a sales prospect. So I wasn't really adding any value to their network. They weren't adding value to mine. So I went back six months um, and unconnected with loads of random connections that I had. So what I did was I really looked at like the job titles, the sort of industries, because I had like, really loads of C, like c-suite level people but that were working construction and manufacturing and stuff and i was like this isn't what i'm doing at the moment so i, I connected unconnected with for example engineers and things like that that weren't really they were posting a lot of good content but it wasn't relevant to me mm -hmm. and the content i was posting wasn't relevant to them and as a founder now what i've realized is like i don't use linkedin as like a sales tool i do use it to like expand my network and like find out more about other people's businesses but at the same time find out more about what people are up to and what they're doing. And I don't use it to sell. I use it to like talk about stuff that we find interesting and like all of that stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm not using it being like, come reach out to Mountbase and, you know, come buy our stuff or subscribe or do all of that stuff or come invest. Like yeah. 
I will nudge people being like, you're doing this and I saw you're doing this and it's amazing. We're doing this. It'd be great to collaborate. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's great. But I don't use it like subscribe or mm -hmm. come invest right now. Yeah. So by, un so by unconnecting with like irrelevant people, you're trying yeah. to keep your LinkedIn network very like engaged and relevant to what you're doing. So yeah. you're not, so you're not just like 25,000 plus connections, but yeah. they're all just random and they have nothing to do with you and they're never going to even like convert into genuine connections or you know they're not going to strike up conversation yeah. because they no longer have anything to say that's relevant yeah and they're not face. and i like a lot of the other thing is like i hadn't met a lot of these people mm -hmm. or hadn't known of their work or anything like that so it, it was just a bit like why am i connected with these random people it's just not it's not good for them it's not good for me so mm -hmm. if i post something they're very unlikely to interact with it anyway because like who is this guy yeah. like why, why are we connected mm -hmm. um another thing i've noticed is that as a founder, loads of people connect with you, but immediately like you have to also not accept connection requests, which sounds, it sounds like really like, oh, look at me. I'm not, I'm so popular, but it's more like you will get a lot of salespeople just like connect with you being like, do you want to buy telephones? And you're like, yeah. that's not going to help me. And it's so annoying when some, when you connect with someone and immediately they like put a sales pitch in your like DMs and it's yeah. like, thanks, say hello, but hi. <laughs> I think that's one of the worst things you can do actually. And I think we'll probably come on to that later, but some of the worst that's, it's just so disingenuous. Mm -hmm. And if someone does that to me, I immediately remove the connection, mm -hmm. especially if it's irrelevant to what we're doing. Yeah. So how would you say the, a better way of like going around, like cr connecting with people? And if you do want to work with them, if you feel like they're very interesting, you like their company, yeah. what's a good way to connect and then like not feel really salesy and pushy? Yeah. I think the main thing is just being authentic in that way. So connect with people that if because because the thing is you probably might have a product that we might be looking for and might actually really help us and support us but like reaching out to me saying like hi it'd be great to connect as soon as i click the connection you go hi this is stock company whatever and we do x and then it's like a three paragraph thing about your company and then you go do you want to have let's jump on a call this week and you're like about what like mm -hmm. i don't need i don't know paper airplanes or whatever or a lot of the time it's you know sales leads and mm -hmm. we're like we don't do sales in that way so rather than doing that just prospect because at the end of the day you're also wasting your time if you're just spamming out all these messages mm -hmm. but i think a lot of the times as well people are using like linkedin bots and stuff like that so it's really disingenuous the best way to reach out to someone is interact with their posts follow them like them comment on their stuff build a relationship um and then like send them a message and it doesn't it's not an email mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be really really long it can just be like a couple of sentences being like i love that you're doing this we do this is it worth having a conversation That's yeah it. so keep it like concise but before you do that make sure you've like built the connection yeah. and it doesn't and then they'll probably see your name pop up yeah. and even if you connect with someone else in the company and reach out to them yeah people in the office always chat like oh this person's reached out to me they seem like they've got yeah, an interesting sure. story so making sure that your connections are valuable and making sure that if you can't find the person in that company you want to connect with, maybe connect with someone else and then you might eventually be able to yeah. be put through to the right person. For sure. We have to always also remember that if you're providing value, mm -hmm. they will reply. If you're not providing value, A, they'll probably just ignore the message or, or just get like a decline or whatever. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that you are providing that value. And if you're providing value, it doesn't matter about how long your pitch is. What, what what's important is that you mm -hmm. show what you're doing and they'll reply if it's of interest. So yeah, definitely. It's really important to remember that. 
one of the things I see though a lot of the time is that people are using like LinkedIn, like Facebook, and mm. sharing really, really personal details. What do you think of that trend? Um, so I think LinkedIn is still fundamentally a professional platform. So although the posts feel like they're a bit more personal now, yeah. I think people have just changed the way we converse with each other. Yeah. I think since the pandemic, there's been a rise in like humanization in a way. Like people want genuine connections. They want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. They don't want to just be like thrown a sales pitch or like hear all the great stuff your company's doing. They want something with a bit of grit. Like yeah. if you didn't get the job, then you know, you could say like, oh, I always see on LinkedIn people posting like, oh, I didn't get this job, but here's the thing I created, like Wagamamas, for example. And then Wagamamas will reach out and be like, oh, that's a really good pitch. Sorry, you didn't get the job this time. Try again. And then, you know, they yeah. might get it further down the line. Yeah. So I think by sharing personal stories and being open and creating conversation is just something that we have started to do since the pandemic and like having compassionate and sensitive topics is now what people want. Yeah. They want to know like if you've had a bad day. Well, not everyone wants to know if you've had a bad day, but some people do. But again, that comes down to finding your audience, finding your yeah. niche. Yeah, I think the whole conversation around Facebook, it's just a bit, it's, I think that only happens when people, do you remember when, when people used to connect with you on Facebook and you'd have like 50,000 friends on Facebook yeah, and yeah. you'd be like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. I think that's the danger with LinkedIn because it's so yeah. easy to send a connection. If you feel like your LinkedIn feed is becoming like a Facebook feed, then you probably need to niche down and, you know, start unconnecting with people yeah. and finding the community that you actually want to be in. For sure. Because like, I think people forget that even if you connect with someone, what they like will appear on your feed. So you have to be so careful with who you connect with, because if you connect with someone who's again, just connecting with anyone and everyone and then liking loads of posts because they're using it as a social, like a selling tool. What will end up happening on your feed is that you'll have hundreds and hundreds of people that like come up because so-and-so is like their stuff. That's not relevant to you. And mm -hmm. it's just, again, clouding your LinkedIn. It's clouding what you're getting through. Yeah. Um, so it's really important to be really selective with like your likes and yeah, your connections. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I was a bit offended the other day because my boyfriend refused to like my LinkedIn post because he was like, it's not relevant to my industry. And I was thinking, oh God, maybe I should start doing that a bit more. Yeah. But he was like, I work in insurance, so it's not really relevant. And I was like, okay, rude. Yeah. <laughs> I find that really interesting though, because sometimes I think that oh, I really like this post and I, and I want to like it. I'm like, but loads of people that I'm connected with might see that. And mm -hmm. do I want to be associated with liking this post? And I think it was the Johnny Depp Amber Heard one from earlier. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I like it, but I don't, I can't put a like on this mm -hmm. because it's not in with like Mount based on our personal brand. Yeah. Because it's also just like a sales pitch for like mm -hmm. another company. So yes, I think it's really important to find your audience. Mm -hmm. um, there's something I've been not struggling with, but something I've been really focusing in on because I think, like you said, that whole casual personal tone is so important um, because, again, we're not a corporate company. We, we want to move away from that really corporate sort mm. of, you know, management consultancy or law firm style of like interaction online. But at the same time, I've seen a lot of posts that are very, very personal. I don't think they should be on LinkedIn either. I always think if you're adding value, it's fine. It's really good to have like a personal touch to it or like a personal thing. But yeah. if it's just sort of, this is my lunch today but you're at a restaurant. It's just like a picture of your food. I'm like, yeah. is this Although really? Although if you post a picture of your food or your dog, I probably will like it. So. Yeah. 
Maybe don't danger. connect with me if you don't like food or dogs. <laughs> I think that's the danger. Um, but it's also really important, I think, to get to know other people and like mm-hmm. know their hobbies and their interests. And it's really, really cool because I, I think there was someone on my LinkedIn the other day and he was like, oh, I'm really into like the Office TV show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I love that because like, you know, they're in my circles, I suppose. And, and it was really good to just like chat to them about it. Yeah. Even if you're just chatting about something completely random. Yeah. It's nice to make friends I suppose um and also when you I always think this whole debate about Facebook LinkedIn yeah and they're like I don't want to know what you what your hobbies are it's normally a grumpy old man no offense to grumpy old men but it normally is them that's complaining about it they they're always like oh but it's not Facebook because I don't want to know what your hobbies are but when you go for a job interview they'll ask you what your hobbies are they ask you what you do outside of work they'll ask you what you're reading so when po- people post things like that on LinkedIn, it makes sense because it the border between professional life and you know your personal life, I think has kind of yeah they merged for it's sure merged yeah since, I think probably since the pandemic and working from home like your yeah. life is kind of also I would say like in our industry it's like we work with loads of people that their life and their work are very similar because mm. they they like love what they do and they start up these companies and they love it so much that they take it home with them. Mm-hmm for good or for worse, but it is their life. And it's very much like, for example, one of the people that we're working with, they're building out this really amazing app for like dog trainers and stuff like that. So they have a dog at home and this problem came from their personal life into their professional Mm -hmm. life. So it is a very personal thing. And like talking about their dog is just as important as talking about their business because they're one and the same. Um, I think that's really important. But going back to what you said about people having a moan on, on LinkedIn, it's so... I don't know what, I, I can't believe it still happens because like you would never go to someone's face and be like, some of the stuff you see on LinkedIn is awful, especially considering that it's your professional page and you, you are writing all this stuff on a public platform. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Um, do you remember Thursday, a couple of weeks, or I think it was a couple of months ago now, they had that contest running and it was like, post whatever, uh, comment on this post below and we'll put it up on a tube advert in London. Yeah. Some of the posts that people had there, like, were so negative and so bad. And I was like, why are you saying this? It literally says your name, your company, your role. And you just said all this stuff online. It's just not a good look. Yeah. And if people moan like that, I always, like, connect with them. Yeah. Even though I love the drama, right? I, I, think, I think there's a time and a place for things like that. And if you've got something negative to say, then maybe just put it, like, if you have a problem, maybe yeah. like, approach them directly. Don't just do, like, a really ambiguous post, like, nah. But people do it on purpose, <laughs> I feel, because I, I think people do it to get a reaction. Yeah. Which, I don't know, it's just that wall of social media. I suppose people think, oh, it's not in real life, so I can just say what I want. Mm. Whereas they would never say that. Yeah, it, it feels like there's two school of thoughts when it comes to like LinkedIn professionalism, because there's people yeah. that post very bait things to get a reaction and then there's yeah. people that post really personal things to get a reaction yeah and i think that's a re- there needs to be a good balance there though because a lot of people on my network and especially being founders it, there's a lot of talk about mental health and like the stresses of being like an early stage mm-hmm. founder like some of the stories are like oh i only had like 500 pounds on my bank account and i had like four employees to mm-hmm. pay all of this stuff which i think are really good because starting up as a founder you need to know that financial planning is important these are the actual impacts it can have on you as like mm-hmm. a startup founder or as someone being like i really hate 
your posts because they're like Facebook, well then don't unconnect with me then. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't don't talk about it, just do it. Like, yeah, exactly. Bye. <laughs> one of those posts is valuable and the other one is just complaining for yeah. no reason. Um, but yeah, as you say, if you are a founder and you're posting things that people might find negative or whatever, but you're talking about the struggles you've had, mm-hmm. you, you're helping someone else because yeah. if they're in the same position, they'll be like, oh, thank God, it's not just me. Like not every business is like picture perfect. Not everyone has like exactly great analytics to share. Not everyone has like an amazing investment that's just happened overnight. So I yeah. think being authentic and being honest and genuine is the most important thing. For sure. Within your niche. So they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. There's a there's a really interesting one. So yesterday I saw this post on LinkedIn and it was a screenshot of messages someone had received. Mm-hmm. And someone and it was like, I have and the guy was like, I have tattoos. And the comment someone made a comment, I think one of his clients was like, I can't work with you anymore because you have tattoos and having tattoos makes you very rugged and unprofessional. Mm-hmm. So he posted that on LinkedIn being like I have tattoos and it's who I am. And I'm a, again, I think he was a consultant and he was like, I have tattoos and it is me. And it doesn't mean I'm any less professional. I can't do the job just as well. And all of this stuff. And it wasn't like he had loads of tattoos. Like, you know, he just had like a normal level of, you know, whatever normal is. Was it days. like an England flag on his head? No, it was nothing like that. <laughs> like no neck tattoos, just like a few tattoos on his arms. So if he wore like a short sleeve shirt, you'd be able to see his like tattoos on his sleeve, like nothing like major or anything. Right. And then, the, then he posted these screenshots being like, so his client had messaged him being like, I'm not paying you because you posted about me. So he then mess- like just posted that on LinkedIn being like, and his reply was, I've not put your name in it. No one knows it's you, but you have three options. You can either just pay me, you cannot pay me and I'll post your name and your business on LinkedIn as well. Or I'll just take a small claims court, like just do what you wish. And I just feel like that was quite good content, even though on the surface, it seems like mm-hmm. what is going on? It's like a lot of drama, mm-hmm. but it's good to know that that still goes on. And like, he yeah. was a, again, a founder consultant of his company. So it's really interesting to see that's something he struggles with, mm-hmm. like being taken seriously and, and all of that stuff, but also like the comedic side of it of, you know, having that visual screenshot yeah. sort of element to it was really good. Someone I follow on LinkedIn um, has started posting, like, uh, she's a woman and, yeah. like, she always gets, like, DMs from men and even on LinkedIn, like, sleazy comments. Like, yeah. if she posts a picture of her, someone will be like, heart emoji, like, a man that she doesn't know. Yeah. Or, like, the dribble emoji, which is just a weird emoji. Yeah, so weird. Um, unless you're talking about food, please don't use the dribble emoji. PSA. Yeah. Um. And she's now started posting screenshots. I can't remember if their names are blurred out. I hope not. But I think that's good to, you know, create this culture where people can be themselves and not feel ashamed and like not feel like they can't be professional and be a woman or can't be professional and be like tattooed or whatever. So I think things like that on LinkedIn are great. And although they seem personal and they seem like drama, but. I, yeah, but I think that's, you're completely right. Because I think at the end of the day, that's accountability. Mm -hmm. Because if someone said that to you in real life, you would immediately bring it up to HR or whatever or, you know. Mm. What's really interesting is I read this um, statistic that 0.5%, only 0.5% of LinkedIn posts get over 500 like reactions. And I think it's like 17.3% of those are, of those posts that go viral are written by women, which I thought was, I was surprised by that. But then on LinkedIn, I think, I don't know if it's the, again, the circles that I operate in LinkedIn, but it does always, it feels like LinkedIn is becoming 
an open space for women to like share these concerns, yeah. like share their stories. And what I find is really inspiring. There's a lot of now like female founders sharing like the struggles of being like a mum and working and being like having to pay for childcare yeah. and all of these things that would previously be like, oh, you're unemployable because you're a single mum and you're like, we can't, we can't hire you because you might have a baby in like 10 years time which is obviously a concern for many yeah. women so having a platform where they can like share these concerns and issues of like gender diversity and inclusion are on the rise and it's good it's a good thing that people are talking yeah. about it i feel exactly that and i think linkedin shouldn't be stuck in the past i think mm -hmm. the nature of work has changed the topics and the not the problems but like sort of dynamics of the workplace have changed as well so mm -hmm. like yeah being a single mom is super super difficult and then like also having a full-time job founding a company all of these things i don't understand why some people because these are real challenges that people face in the workplace mm -hmm. and these are real challenges in 2022 i don't understand why people think those are taboo subjects on mm -hmm. linkedin and i find like like you said there are sort of the older generation that are like no linkedin is just for me to give kudos and like that's it <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to have any personality on there because personality is wrong in the workplace, which is completely false. You need to go out there, have a personality, have a brand, talk about stuff that you actually like, that is a problem to you. Cause that's the only way that we change, evolve and grow. Um, and if you're not talking about stuff, like for example, being a single parent or managing childcare, managing, you know, like sounds really stupid. Managing pet care whilst at work is like also a thing where no one really talks about mm. it even though loads of people got loads of pets over lockdown. So these are real things and people will have these challenges, but you should talk about it. People yeah. aren't talking about the problems of the workplace in the 90s or the 80s anymore because we've moved past that. But I feel like there are those people on LinkedIn that still think boxy suits and only talk about like your promotions and that's yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. There is, I think that's, I think that is the crux of the issue is that the workplace is changing. So the professional like tools that we use within yeah. the workplace obviously have to change as well yeah i mean people 10 years ago didn't use things like slack and monday.com because they would be using like probably excel and yeah i don't know what else carrier be? pigeons Carrier <laughs> <laughs> fax machines yeah have you ever fax. seen a fax machine <laughs> i have seen a fax i've actually used a fax machine have you? Yeah. I've never used a fax machine. I don't get how. It's actually very magical. I thought the fax machine was ahead of its time because it's basically physical email. And I was like, this is way better than email. Surely. I actually don't know how it works. I mean, let's not get into it now, but I think you basically. Maybe let's you have to explain that to me later. You scan something and then the other person, wherever else, scan gets your scan. Mm. And it's just nuts. It's like it was even though it was like around in the 90s, it should have been around in like, I feel like fax is still too modern for today yeah like i understand email but like it's physical email it's weird it's like post but instant it's like instant post instant post but physical but post all post is physical yeah but but like it's like an email right yeah because no, it comes through the telephone yeah it's an email that's physical that comes through your telephone and that's a fax that's the facts that, that, about <laughs> facts <laughs> and they're pure facts yeah um yeah cool so what do you think how how do you send co your connection requests and who should you connect with um so i personally like to connect with people that are in like marketing or yeah. you know branding or um trying to think who else i like to connect with anyone that has that shares like quite exciting stuff yeah. i like to connect with and i always like to send a message to say 
would be good to connect. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't though. And I think that's fine. Um, but I do think it adds like a nice bit of personality. Do you send like little messages when you connect with people? Yes and no. And this is like kind of like my pet peeve. So if I connect with other founders and CEOs or whatever, or like C-suite level people, I don't ever send like a, hi, it'd be great to connect. But I don't want to come across as I'm going to sell to you. Mm-hmm. I just send the connection and it's sort of like, I don't know, I feel like it's unspoken rule that you'll just accept because like we're CEOs or founders in the same space. So we just accept, right? Because I want to follow up with your news. You want to follow up with mine. So that's great. Mm-hmm. If it's someone that's like not in my area or industry, I always like write a little note, just be like, it'll be great to connect. Mm-hmm. I want to keep up with your news or whatever. And I write what I actually mean. I don't write, hi, so-and-so, it'll be great to keep up with your news. As soon as they accept, I go, I'm G and this is Mountbase and this is what we do, blah, 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 blah. I like, don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to in the past, but I don't anymore. Yeah. Um, and if it's, say, for example, with potential investors and stuff, I do like write a little note being mm-hmm. like, I've seen you do this. It'd be great to like pick your brain or, you know, I just get to the point very quickly if it is something that I want in return. But a lot of the times I just, I just leave it blank, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what I hate when you connect with when you try to connect with someone and then they view your profile and then they don't accept. I just yeah. think, what was it that you didn't like about me? Yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> Savage behavior. <laughs> it's I know, but the reason behind it is this: so I get a lot of connections from people that aren't in my sort of mm. not in my niche, but they're just I can just tell they're about to pitch me, or they post about stuff that's not relevant to me. So. Yeah. I will have a look at their profile and go, well, no, sorry, but you can follow me if you like. <laughs> it sounds awful, but, you know, I also don't have Yeah, I suppose that's fair enough because, I mean, we've literally just been talking about how you've got to, like, keep your... You have to keep it super clean and relevant. Mm-hmm. And I also, if I don't know someone... So, for example, I get a lot of invitations from salespeople that I've never met, so I will not accept those because... If you want to pitch me, my email is g at mountbase.com. Send an email and I'll, re- I'll read it at some point. At some point. At some point. Um, I might change that email as well. So, <laughs> I mean, it sells at mountbase.com. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't. Sure. Like, it's a social platform. Don't pitch me on it. Yeah. If you want to pitch me again, just like there are multiple ways to get in contact with me where I will actually like read it. If you like send me a pitch on LinkedIn, I just won't read it. So mm. it's a waste of your time. I think another nice thing to do is. So like show you're actually engaged. Don't yeah. be like, hey, it's great to connect because like what you're doing is really interesting. Say like, oh, I read this. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting. Maybe like actually start a conversation. I think if someone approached, not that it's happened to me before, but if someone approached me and was like, oh, I really love that podcast you did. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, that's so great that you listened to it. And then, you know, you can have a conversation and again, make meaningful connections. Yeah. Because I think one like Harriet and you always say that if someone reaches out and they've like read a blog yeah. post that you've written, you're much more likely to mm. respond. Yeah. And do you want to know the secret about this? It's like a very widely held industry secret. Actually take an interest in other people. Yeah. It Crazy. Actually, like actually be interested. Yeah. Like how, try this one on, right? Rather than just like being like, I'm going to sell to this person or do this. Literally look at their news, yeah. digest it. It's great. And then talk about it. Cause people love talking about that mm. sort of stuff. Like, I, I was reaching out to this guy and he created like really eco-friendly toilet paper and not to get him on the streaming side, not to like part, nothing like that. Just cause it was super interesting. Mm-hmm. I was like, why isn't, cause I didn't know, like not all toilet paper is recyclable and is actually bad for the environment and the cardboard rolls inside toilet roll in certain brands are really bad for the environment. Cause they're like coated in plastic to make Ooh. the paper last longer or something right. like that. And then 
all of this stuff. So then apparently three ply toilet roll is even worse and all of this thing. But then they created this really cool product and it was like three ply toilet roll mm -hmm. that was completely recycled, made from recycled stuff. And it wasn't like bad for the environment trees and it was all carbon neutral. And I was like, that's really cool because I never even considered that mm -hmm. about toilet roll. Yeah. So I just like dropped the message being like, it's really cool. I really love what you do. It's really, really interesting. And that was it because I wasn't looking to sell. I was just interested. It mm -hmm. like really helps. Um, and you can, and it's very, very obvious instantly people that, because the LinkedIn bot or the LinkedIn automation is another one of my pet peeves. Because why are you automating something that's just trying to help you? Yeah. Put in the hard work because then you'll get more out of it. Mm -hmm. Don't automate stuff. And it's really obvious when people look at your profile, they like three of your posts, they comment very like generic stuff like amazing, congratulations, great to hear. And then instantly they send you a message like a day later being like, Hi, G, I wanted to introduce you to our services. And and you just know it's just fake and automated. So yeah. it's like also then you lose all credibility with everything that you post if you automate it. Mm -hmm. That's what I think personally. Yeah, definitely. Um, So we've spoken about engaging on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, Do you often, do you often like comment and stuff on people's posts? Do you go, yeah. like, as in, do you go beyond the generic that you just said, like the kudos, congratulations? Yeah. I always comment like... Or do you a, only comment if it's actually interesting? Yeah. Because I, mean, I think there's a difference. Like if you just comment like, love this, heart emoji. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do do that personally, but... I, I don't mind the whole love this. And like, I think that's really good, especially mm. when people are like, oh, I just raised 50 million pounds. I'm like, congratulations. Sure, because there's nothing else to... I think know your time and place and always mm. add value. Mm. Um, that's like the sort of cardinal rule, right? Would you say something in real life if you would you just be sat at your desk and go amazing if someone's just you know done something like you probably wouldn't right so on LinkedIn if someone's written a like an opinion piece I will always look at it and I will comment if I have something of value to yeah, add yeah if you've got an opinion to add yeah. yeah I will sure I'll comment if it's something like this is a trailer or this is a project we've worked on or we've just got our products into Waitrose I'll be like congratulations amazing love this amazing mm -hmm. I'll I'll be sure to try. I'll keep a lookout for it. Mm -hmm. That's really good as well. But comments that are like just kudos or congrats, like say if someone posts a really, really good opinion piece about something about say mental health and starting up your company. And then someone goes, love this. Mm. You're just like, you're only talking about it to like, I don't know, just as long as you're adding value, I suppose yeah. is the thing I look at. Mm -hmm. But then again, I don't read other people's comments and then, be like, oh, they've only written love this. I don't like them anymore. I don't look at it that way. I just go like, look look at stuff in your own time. At the end of the day, being bitter or upset about other people's LinkedIn posts is wasting your own time. So don't do it. Like, just look at it and move on. If mm -hmm. it's worth comment, comment. If it's not, don't. What do you think? I mean. Yeah, I agree. I think engage when you've, when it's meaningful. And yeah. You can create connections and you have conversations and you, I think the comment section of people's posts is a great way to reach people that aren't in your network. Yeah. So like third connection. Um, yeah. What are they called? Third connections? Yeah. Um, you know, second connections. and But make sure that the things you are posting are then like insightful because you don't want to be that person that's constantly showing up on people's feed, literally just saying congratulations. Yes. People will be like, is this person okay? Yeah. One thing I have found though is I don't re I only comment on my own posts when it adds value as well. So I've seen a lot of posts that are like, and I, I really don't like these sort of posts. And they're three things that will help you achieve and get the job of your dreams. Number one, 
search for the job of your dreams. Number two, get the job of your dreams. Number three, live every day like it's your last. And then the person likes their own post instantly. And then is the first comment saying, I love living the dream. And you're just, that's an instant recipe for unfollow or unconnect. Just mm -hmm. because what, what are you trying to get out of that? You're just putting out a post. You're just making noise digitally for no reason. Yeah. Number two, you're probably alienating a lot of people in your network because they're probably doing the same. And number three, what are you, what are you looking to achieve? What do you, mm. is someone going to love this? Um, <laughs> love this. Okay. Let's, let's just me pay you loads of money because you've just broken my you've just blown my mind yeah. you know like what what are you doing with that yeah it's just like like as you say like digital fluff yeah um what do you think it's taboo to like your own posts because some people do some people don't and lo i've seen i always do accidentally like my own posts but that is because you know as marketing manager for mount base you think you're logged in at, yeah. as mount base or and then you're I'm just like liking you. all my own yeah. stuff um yeah i think it's easily done i there should be no shame in giving yourself a bit of because the, the reason kudos. <laughs> the reason people do it, I suppose, is because if you like it, it, also shows up on more people's feed. Oh, that is you, that actually why? Is that what happens? Yeah. So if you like, your I own always post, assumed that it was an accident. No, no. So if I, you if you post something and then you like it yourself, it shows up as like I don't know. Danielle likes this yeah. to other people, so it reaches more people in your network. Oh. So it's like a cheap. I feel like it's a real. It's like an unethical life hack. I might start doing that. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> no, God. I feel like you probably shouldn't do that unless it's. I just, I think that if your message is good enough, you should never need to like mm. your own. I mean, back yourself, sure, but you've already posted, so don't. Yeah. And then don't comment. Come on, mm. have some respect. I mean, yeah. comment if it's useful, but come on. Mm. You know who you are. Don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. You know who you the, are. The, this is a moment where like my old posts get like found and then yeah. they're like cheat gauche outed as like a self-liker and commentator. <laughs> and commenter. Uh, self-liker. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about ways you can level up, level up your LinkedIn profile. Or leather up. Or leather up. We, yeah. yeah, whichever you prefer. <laughs> um, to make sure that when people do land on your page, if you've tried to connect with them, they don't then just bounce and not connect with you, yeah. which is clearly an issue that a lot of people mm -hmm. have. I personally do. Um, so firstly, I think one way to overcome this is having a really concise profile. So making sure your headshot is professional looking. It doesn't have to be really corporate, but something that is like shoulder head and it looks yeah. like it's taken on a camera, not a potato because yeah. there's nothing worse than a blurry picture. Yeah, blurry picture, poorly cropped. Mm not relevant yeah or the webcam selfie yeah these, these sort of things i think a lot of i've seen a lot of people using the um the video feature as their profile yeah. which i think is another good way to you know introduce yourself yeah i really like i really like that i think a good picture and then taking advantage of like i don't do it but like taking advantage of the video aspect of it the the pronunciation thing as well because again my name is g gauche so mm -hmm. it's like it's, I don't know. It's, it's it's pronounced the way it's spelt, but a lot of people. When you're like, oh, it's really actually good when you before you meet them to be able to like know how they pronounce their names. So you don't want to offend people. Yeah, and it's a really good easy thing to take advantage of. I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really important. If you can't say someone's name, then it it immediately hinders like the relationship you can build yeah. with them. Because if you're just avoiding saying someone's name because you don't have to say it, then yeah. it's obvious. Yeah. And if you have a difficult name to say, you know when someone's not saying it on purpose, or yeah. you know when someone's forgotten your name and, and you like, meet them and they're like. Oh, like you. You, buddy, yeah, wait, friend, who am I? pal. <laughs> yeah. I was at a party on the weekend and someone definitely forgot my name. Yeah. 
and they just kept being like, oh, like you and pointing at me. And yeah. I was like, rude. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Um, yeah. So having a high quality picture, using the banner. Yeah. yeah. So either have like a company um, logo in your banner yeah. or something that, you know, catches the eye. Yeah. My, okay. I, I used to do this as well. So something I learned was avoid cityscapes because it's so irrelevant. Mm. It's just, you know, you can Google, oh, fun LinkedIn banners, but don't. If it's, if you work at a company, have a company banner, have like multiple versions of it. So not everyone has the same one. So it's mm -hmm. like fun. Number two, if you are like a freelancer or something like that, design your own banner. It takes five, 10 minutes. Super, super key. Really, really easy to like do, but also it's such, such great value for money and it's free. So it mm -hmm. just takes 10 minutes of your time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then also utilizing the headline section and making sure that you've got like hashtags so that people can find you. So yeah. if you talk about, if you found your niche and you're yeah. going to talk about personal branding, for example, yeah. having like hashtag personal branding, hashtag yeah. brand strategy, hashtag whatever. Yeah. To make sure that you're finding the right people. And then as soon as people land on your page, they know what you're talking about. I've seen a lot of people now are actually just using their name to add more. So be like Danielle Farrell and then be like marketing experts. So I don't. I, I do like this. I, I really like the headline and how people use it. I think if you're not a fan, if you don't have a really super flashy job title, like if you're head of, I don't know, industry standards expert at this company, instead of being like that, I'd be like, I help companies streamline their whatever, you know, or marketing expert, or you know, uh, mine is Jitgo co-founder and CEO at Mountbase. We're hiring because that's what we're oh, not hiring. We're raising at the moment so mm -hmm. that's what mine is but change your headline keep it dynamic change it every few weeks months mm -hmm. whatever or if you're not hiring or raising or it should have some sort of call to action in it like yeah. i talk about this or i help companies do that or you know whatever just mm -hmm. do something with it because don't just be like jeet go ceo co-founder at Mountbase. Yeah. super boring right definitely and i think that's the thing you've got to make sure you're updating your profile a lot like you yeah. can't just leave it for like three years and come back yeah. and be like oh actually i've had three jobs since the last time i updated yeah um, so making sure that your about section is up to date. yeah yeah really important i think another really good thing is to make sure your picture is recent so change it what about um telling stories and like that yeah. sort of stuff i think, think that plays into what we were saying earlier like telling stories about your career how you've got into the industry yeah opening up channels for conversation for someone to be like, Hey, I really want to get into your industry. Yeah. And then you can have a conversation with them about that. But yeah, I'd say those though, just like doing those few things can yeah. really like take you from having like no connections, no one respond, like replying to you to yeah. actually having meaningful conversations on yeah. LinkedIn. I also think that when you hit a certain level, like you said, keep updating it. So say if you're 27 years old, don't, don't leave your GCSE results on there. Don't leave your A-level results on there. No one cares. Like, mm. But do leave like random bits on there so you can just tell when people are like gaslighting you. So I have a, I have, I did charity work at the YMZA for three months at school and it clearly says that on my LinkedIn profile. And the reason I leave it there under work experience is loads of people reach out to me and be like, glad to see you're working at the YMZA. How can we help with your sales? And I'm like, that's that's really good. What? How have they managed to completely? Because it's automated. Right. Because that's what they've done. They've just gone and just picked up a random bit of my career, and oh, I see. they're targeting charities or something. Yeah. And it's it's a really good way to just know that 
who's genuine and who's mm. not, who's hashtag real and who's hashtag fake friends. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that has covered everything she with LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've LinkedIn completed it. So yeah, done it. This podcast has not been sponsored by LinkedIn. Um in linked it's direct competitor launching soon on mount base <laughs> thanks everyone for listening again to our podcast we've got danielle uh, and me talking about linkedin today we've got some coming out over the next couple of weeks um so keep your ears out for that on wherever you get your podcasts we'll try a little bit more filming them so if you like these do stay tuned in i suppose yeah, and also like and subscribe like and subscribe to my channel um yeah all of that stuff Comment below if there's a below. Thumbs up. <laughs> Hit the thumbs up button. And again, yeah. And some exciting news coming out. So we've got, we're launching our pre sign ups with some exciting prizes. And Danielle will probably be there to tell you more about it later. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Bye.